You're listening to the Rising Boss Podcast, not your typical millennial's guide to workplace house and wise. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Rising Boss Podcast with me, your girl, Maria, and we're going to do the beginning of three-part series for those of you who are planning to move out of your home countries, explore the expat life, or simply just want to live elsewhere. So, a lot of y'all have been asking me on Instagram, how did I move to Italy? How did I move to Dubai? Do you have any tips or advice? I would like to explore doing traveling because I'm having sort of like an existential, existential quarter life crisis, whatever crisis that it, what, blah, blah, blah. whatever crisis it is that you're going through. Y'all have been asking me, how did I do it? I don't have any dramatic backstory whatsoever, but I'm going to answer the most frequently asked question from you guys. I'm also going to give you tips and advice with regards to the expat life. And as I mentioned earlier, this will be a three-part series because I will be covering for this episode Dubai and in the next episodes, how did I move to Italy and moving to the UK. So the very first question that I get asked all the time is why did I go to Dubai or how did I go to Dubai? To make the long story short, as I mentioned, there isn't any like dramatic backstory, nothing like that. Really, it was just my mom wanted me to go with my sister so that she won't be alone looking for a job. But if in case, in any case, I do find myself a job, then go ahead, stay there and everyone's happy. So that, that's what happened basically. And when you're going to Dubai, it really depends on the passport that you have. But at that time for me, you have options like a two-week transit visa, a one-month tourist visa, or a three-month tourist visa. Otherwise, if your passport allows you to enter United Arab Emirates without a visa, then that's great. But my time, those were the schemes with regards to visa. I'm not sure if you, um, if there were any changes recently, but at that time, uh, those were the options that I have. You can check, I think, online with regards to the visas, but that is basically um, how I done it. It's legal to go to Dubai and find a job while you're on tourist visa, it's just not legal to work while you're on a tourist visa. Another question that I get asked all the time is, how do I land the job that I got? How did I land the job that I got? What is the process like? And am I still in the same profession as I was in, in my home country? So first of all, as I mentioned earlier, I literally just went on to different websites LinkedIn, um, Dubizel, that's D-U-B-I-Z-L-E.com, um, Byte.com, I don't know how you pronounce that, but that's Byte, B-A-Y-T or Bait.com. 
There's so many other different websites as well. I'm probably just going to put the links on the description, but there's so many different ways to be able for you to find a job. You can also send CVs to recruiters, to consultants, um, and just wait for them to contact you if they find a job opening that's like suitable for you. You can also um, go to Facebook. There are actually um, some groups there on Facebook where you can kind of like browse and people are like posting job openings there for Dubai or Abu Dhabi basically um so yeah everything that in terms of like job openings and stuff like that it's very easy to find online or even if you have for example friends in Dubai that are there um you could also ask them if you don't obviously again the internet is within your hands now, when I got the job in the company that I'm working for right now, um, basically, it, it depends on the company because some companies would do everything for you with regards to changing your, let's say you went there on a tourist visa. Some companies will do it for you, changing the tourist visa to a residence visa. Um Others could do it for you, but there are like different processes or different steps. I'm really not in the documentations, recruitment um, functions. So I really don't know those, but I could only speak from my experience. So basically, basically, the company that I am in, they're a huge company and they're part of a you know big uh, group that is owned by one of the richest families in the United Arab Emirates. And what they did was they literally just asked me all of like the documents that I have and that is needed. Um, you would obviously need to give your passport copy, your um, whatever ID, identification, birth certificate, I think, um, some transcript of records, degree, if they're asking you for a degree or something like this. And then they will be the ones processing those papers, those documents for you. And once they have processed that, some companies would ask you to kind of like exit the country so that you can come back with a different kind of visa. But what I did, I didn't have to do that. I think it there was some sort of like an arrangement with the company that I was in and with like the visa stuff i'm not really sure but it really depends on the company that you join in but for me it was super hassle-free i didn't have to do anything the company did it on my behalf now let's say that after three weeks or let's say a month of signing the offer letter i already got my residence visa and then i already started with the job after a few weeks, you start with the medical process, um, getting your ID, your, it's called the Emirates ID. And then um, at that time, the company also is partnered with a bank. So a bank representative comes to the company, collect your details, and then you open a bank account with them. So literally everything happens so quickly and you're set onto your new life. That's basically the process there. Another thing that I wanted to mention was work life in Dubai. The work life or the work schedule that we have in Dubai is actually different from other countries because in Dubai, we work from Sunday to Thursday, whereas obviously any other country would start from Monday to Friday. Our weekends in Dubai would be Friday and Saturday. 
Yep, you heard that right. And then the rest of the year, you would have like a lot of different holidays like um, Ramadan, you who you only like work for a few hours a day. You have whatever other like religious holidays there. Like one week, there is like, a full long weekend. Um, yeah, it's actually, now that I think about it, there's actually like a lot of holidays in Dubai. And we have a lot of like five day um, long weekends kind of. So it's really interesting. The nice thing about Dubai also and UAE in general, next year, effective 2022, they will be having um, a 4.5 day work week, meaning they also adjusted their weekends. So now they will start working from Monday to Friday. But Friday, they will only work for half of the day. So that's 4.5 work day week. I saw somewhere in some articles that some Emirates in UAE will only have four days of work, working days, which is really interesting. So yes, if you're somebody that's kind of like looking for more like a work-life balance, then you have some opportunities out there that you could explore in UAE. Another thing that y'all have been asking is the lifestyle. Is it expensive in Dubai? Now, if you've been to London, to Paris, or to Zurich, I would say that those cities are much more expensive. Zurich is on another level of expensive, like a cup of coffee is eight euros. Can I just say that that really hurts my um, my heart to say that I bought an eight euro coffee in Zurich just to I don't know, because that's Zurich. That's them. Anyway, um, going back in Dubai, it's not really that expensive, but it's also really not that cheap. It depends on the kind of lifestyle that you want to live. It depends on the area where you want to live. And it depends on the budget that you have. There are obviously more expensive options. If you want to live in an area where there is um, a lot of tourists, where it's near to everything, where there are different types of transport options, where it's kind of near to, you know, um, businesses, obviously that area will be much more expensive if you choose to live in an area where it's more residential more community-like but there's less transport options then obviously it would be me it will be less expensive it will be a little bit cheaper it also depends if you want to have your own place if you want to have your own place obviously that is more expensive so you have to pay the um the flat the studio whatever it is on an annual basis so either you pay everything up front for the whole um for the whole year or you can pay in four installments six installments whatever how many installments that you want to pay but obviously the more installments that you do it's much more let's say expensive i think but if you want to save up a little bit more you can also do the option of sharing accommodation with other people so you can have like, for example, a three bedroom flat and then you can have one room for yourself and then sharing everything else with other people. That's another option.
one tricky conversation that a lot of y'all have also asked me is salaries and tax. So basically, easier to answer, it is tax-free in Dubai. So if you're paid a thousand, you come home with a thousand. Like we are not uh, paying any sort of tax to the government from our income, nothing like this, but there is VAT, value-added tax, for some goods. Like for example, if you go to the groceries if or if you buy some items um, on a clothing store, there will be a VAT, but income tax, no. You get all of your salary all to yourself. Now, what are salaries like in Dubai or in UAE in general. So salaries, as I mentioned, again, varies in your company, with your job, with your nationality. Yes, you heard that the right. So your um, value kind of really depends where you are going to be employed in and where you will be coming from. Now let's talk about food. Food, is it expensive in Dubai? Again, this depends on the kind of lifestyle that you want to live. If you want to eat outside all the time, takeaways, dine-in, whatsoever, or deliveries, obviously that is a much more expensive um, lifestyle. That, that is the much more expensive route. If you want to save up a little bit more, there are smaller like stores or like restaurants that um, have sort of like food for different types of nationalities. Groceries, for example, there are groceries that are like a little bit more on the cheaper side. There are groceries that are a little bit more expensive. If you want to save up a little bit more, obviously cooking is another option for you. If you are the type that's a little bit more like let's say um picky when it comes to their food or you're following a certain type of diet if you're looking for healthy options obviously healthy options are a little bit more expensive it's not just in dubai but everywhere i feel like it's a little bit more expensive but yeah basically food depends on what kind of food you want it will be expensive otherwise in general prices are fine and servings are not that, not that bad. They're fine. <laughs> now let's go to transportation. I never really had to buy a car because first of all, when I started in the company, they provide uh, transportation. So everybody from living in a certain area would be transported to the company via a company bus. So a lot of different companies actually would do this for their employees, okay? Um, but in general, if your company does not provide um, transportation, there are a lot of different um, transportation options available, very much readily available. So there's taxis, there's a bus, there's trams, there's metros. Um, yeah, there's also like Uber, there is Kareem. So there's so many different options that you have. I never really found um, transportation in Dubai as sort of like a problem. Anything is pretty much accessible through the metro. And if not, um, the taxis, taxis are there. So it's super accessible everywhere within the city. 
Now that we're talking about lifestyle, I want to talk about some of the misconceptions about Dubai. So I feel like a lot of y'all would have this imagination in their head that everybody in Dubai owns a Lamborghini or has a tiger as a pet. The truth is, no, it's not true. Not everybody owns a Lamborghini and not everybody has a pet, a tiger as a pet in their homes, okay? We're not sitting there around with tigers and whatnot. It's a very, I would say, like different Dubai with regards to when you see it in the media, obviously. Everything that you see in the media is like, in Dubai, everything is the tallest, the biggest, the largest, whatever it is, all of the est, all of the superlatives that you have, there, it is there, okay? But in reality, there is, let's say, a huge gap. There's a huge, huge gap between... You know, people of color and white people in terms of like their salary, in terms of like positions, in terms of like jobs. There are so many different kinds of, as I mentioned earlier, there are so many different kinds of areas there where some areas, you know, you would see it's filled, it's filled by a certain nationality. Some areas are more, you know, white than other areas. So whatever it is that you see, through social media or tv or whatever kind of media about dubai it's not all true okay so it's not all like glitz and glamour and lamborghinis flying around the country it isn't anything like that it isn't anything close to that but i'm not also saying that it is a bad country as per my experience i actually really enjoyed my experience there in dubai but as i mentioned it really depends on the kind of lifestyle that you want to live there are some people there where it's like you know every weekend party or whatever go to this bar go to this restaurant but obviously that's kind of like an expensive lifestyle and that's the kind of lifestyle that they want to live but there are some people that obviously they go there to work for their family they have to to save up send money back home so it it really depends on what is your objective when you're going to dubai it really depends on what kind of land you job in when you get to dubai so you cannot expect like a super fabulous lifestyle I would say, though, that out of all of the countries that I ever lived in, um, Dubai, I feel like, is the most accessible with regards to whatever it is that you want to purchase. Like, you go to a grocery, there's, like, iPhones and, and TVs and whatever. It's just, like, part of your um, grocery list on on the weekend like everything there feels so accessible like you want to have a really nice pair of shoes from whatever brand it's there if you want to stay in a really nice hotel it's there like everything literally is so accessible but as i mentioned this really depends on your budget on your salaries on the kind of lifestyle that you want to live you want to live a more frugal lifestyle you want to be able to save up send to your family or you want to live that bachelor bachelorette life up to you boo but no in dubai it's not super glamorous across the entire city it's nothing like that as you see on the media
Before we end this episode, I have a few tips and advice for you guys in general, not just for Dubai, but the expat life in general. First of all, lower your expectations. Whatever country, wherever it is that you're going to, if you read on the internet that they do this, they do that, they have this and they have that, wherever it is, I tell you, boo, lower your expectations. The lower your expectations, the less you will be disappointed. And it's nothing like, um, you know, just based on experience, I have so many high expectations of different places, obviously. And then when you get there, you're just like, wow, like it's not even close to what I expected. So you'd feel so disappointed. You'd feel like, why am I even here? In general, whatever it is, just lower your expectations. Just come there with an open mind. Just go there with an open mind and be like, okay, what do we have here? That's it, literally. Second advice is always think two steps ahead. Now, I learned this from the recruitment officer that I spoke to before. I wanted to do my master's and she was like, okay, that's great. You want to take your master's, but what do you want to do afterwards? Like, do you want to stay in your company? Do you want to have your own business? Do you want to change profession? Like, what do you want to do exactly after your master's? Like, what do you want to achieve out of it? So a lot of people have been messaging me like, I want to get out of this country. Okay, you want to get out of the country where you're in now, but what do you want to do next? Where do you want to go? In that country where you want to move to, what will you be doing? So it's nothing like you're killing, you know, moments of spontaneity or just trying to like anticipate everything, trying to worry about everything, trying to plan for everything. It's nothing like that. But it's always just wiser and smarter to just always think two steps ahead. Make sure that everything that's like happening in your life right now, everything that you're doing in your life right now, it's going to be leading you to the point where you want to reach. Okay, I believe that life is literally like a line. What is a line? Basically, a line is consisting of points from point A to point B. Connect that. That's a line. Wherever you are right now, it's going to eventually lead you to the next point in your life. But the steps, let's say that you're doing the things that you're currently doing, obviously will lead you up to where you're supposed to be. So always just think two steps ahead, whatever it is that you want to do, moving out of another country, getting another um, degree, etc., etc. Always think two steps ahead. Another advice is don't invest in material things like do not invest in material things, invest in experience. Now, this is probably already sounding cliche to some of y'all. But to be honest, it's no longer about what kind of car you drive, what kind of house you live in, what kind of phone you have. Do you have the latest model? I find that those things are not even important anymore. It's about experience. Travel as much as you can. I kid you not, traveling has made me smarter and wiser, more woke, more cultured than ever. Money will not, um, will not just 
you know, make you smarter all of a sudden. Traveling can spending your money on traveling can do that. I mean, it's nice that you have the nicest dresses and shoes and bags and cars and phones, whatever. But if you don't have that much experience outside of your comfort zone, outside of your country, that's really sad. Like, invest in experience. Invest in traveling. And. The last thing that I want to say is go out and make friends. Like, my advice is to the fact that you want to move out of your home country, the fact that you are brave enough to move out of your comfort zone. Just go out there and make friends. And when I say make friends, make friends with people that are not necessarily of your same culture or race or nationality. Make friends with people of different background, of different culture, of different age. People that are much more than you. People that are richer. People that are older than you. Just literally go out there and make friends and listen to people, people's stories and experiences and learn from it. Try different things different food different kind of music listen to different kind of music just go out there and be more open-minded that's really how you learn more in life thank you very much <laughs> follow at rising boss podcast on instagram for updates on our topics and guests or if you want to reach out or collaborate with me feel free to get in touch by writing through hello at risingbosspodcast.com It's your girl, Maria, and we'll see you on our next episode. Catch you later, boss.